Hey everybody, this is AJ, the Media and Creative Director for Lifehouse Church. We are so glad you are checking out our most recent message, and we hope it encourages you, challenges you, and most of all, inspires you to go show the world they are loved and highly valued. Enjoy the message. So, my name is Peyton, and I'm going to be reading Matthew 13, 3-9. He told many stories in the form of parables, such as this one. Listen, a farmer went out to plant some seed. As he scattered them across the field, some seeds fell on a footpath, and the birds came and ate them. Other seeds fell on shallow soil with the underlying rock. The seeds sprouted quickly because the soil was shallow. But the plants soon wilted under the hot sun, since they did not have deep roots, and they died. Other seeds fell among thorns that grew up and choked out the tender plants. Still other seeds fell on fertile soil, and they produced a crop that was 30, 60, and even 100 times as much as it had been planted. Anyone with ears to hear should listen and understand. All right. Thanks, bud. Tell old Pater Tater she did a good job over there, y'all. Pater Tater, that's it. All right. I'm going to center this. Um, well, I don't have much of a voice. Thanks, y'all. That was amazing, right? Y'all, there's a saxophone up here. How awesome is that? Uh, well, look, let me, um, let's start off. I need some prayer because I am super nervous. Uh, good news, I hadn't eaten anything today, so won't have any accidents up here. But, um, but still... Uh, I'm nervous, so let me let me pray for the rest of this service real quick. Uh, Father, we thank you for the opportunity to come together as a church family and worship and um, just love one another and hear from you. We've already heard from you. We've already felt your presence. We know you're here. And so I just ask for the next couple of minutes that you would allow me... Um, to really preach to myself and let these fine folks listen. Um, and, and that the words that come out are from you and that we could leave this place um, feeling loved and valued and, and better for our time we've spent with you. We ask all these things in Jesus' name. Amen. All right. Um, I was going to start by saying I need to introduce myself because most of you don't know me. Because I've been back there leading that ministry, but not after it sounds like that. I don't want to. <laughs> I'm just kidding. That was messed up, right? No, that was good? Okay. Um, look, you know, I do really kind of feel as though, and this is odd, because most people tend to know me. I'm loud and obnoxious. Um, there we go. Um, but that being said, you know, I, whenever you prepare a message, if you ever get the opportunity to do that, it is essentially just a week-long butt-whooping from God. I mean, it is just, well, let me tell you what you need to hear, and maybe they need to hear it as well. And so I, I do feel like I've done a poor job for a little while, and the fact that there's so many people in this room that don't have any idea who I am. So, hi, I'm AJ. Uh, I'm very sorry if I have not introduced myself to you or talked to you or built a relationship with you or spent any time with you. Um, getting to know you. Uh, I've done a bad job of that because I've been focused on a lot of other things over the last couple months. And, um, and so I'm, I'm sorry. And if I don't know you or if I haven't met you, please, 
Um, come introduce yourself to me, yell at me for it, and then uh, we'll get to know one another. But um, I love all of you. I'm so glad that you're here. And, you know, I feel like, um, you know, I, I don't know. I just, I beat myself up a lot, but I'm really sorry that, that I have not been who I need to be here. So again, I'm AJ. For a while, I led the media ministry, and I'm still working through some of that. Um, as far as what I do here, for those of you that don't know me, I don't know. Uh, so uh, if you're unsure of who does something, good chance it's me. So come ask me, and if it's not me, I'll tell you who it is. So um, look, I've really, really, really enjoyed this uh, Parables of Jesus series that we have been in. I think these have been great messages. They're great, easy stories for us to understand, you know, and last week I actually wasn't here just from some things that were going on, and it was so great to be able to hear your message uh, right there on Lifehouse in Your House Live, and so, uh, you know, I know that some of you don't even know we do that, or some of you have never watched that, but it is an extremely important part of what we do, and uh, you know, even, you know what, just for folks who their week's been crazy and it's tough to get out of bed and it's tough to get here and the kids were doing whatever crazy things kids do and, and so but you still get to be with us and you still get to hear what God has for you that day. So it's super important. And so please, if you don't know we do that, we do it. Go share it. Go like it. Uh, and most of all, help us do it. So um, if you're not doing anything, that's a great place to get plugged in. Yeah. Um, so, all right. Well, look, we are going to be in Matthew chapter 13 today, three through nine. Must be because I have such a manly deep voice compared. Nope. Okay. All right. <laughs> um, Matthew chapter 13 verses three through nine. And I'm just going to read it again. It says, he told many stories in the form of parables, such as this one. Listen, a farmer went out to plant some seeds. As he scattered them across his field, some seeds fell on a footpath, and the birds came and ate them. Other seeds fell on shallow soil with underlying rock, and the seeds sprouted quickly because the soil was shallow. But the plants soon wilted under the hot sun, and since they didn't have deep roots, they died. Other seeds fell among thorns that grew up and choked out the tender plants. Still other seeds fell on fertile soil. And they produced a crop that was 30, 60, and even 100 times as much as had been planted. Anyone with ears to hear should listen and understand. Uh, I thought long and hard about what to title this message, and I'm going to go with the parable of the sower. <laughs> yep. Okay. All right. Um, <laughs> so, look, what, what, what most people's general reaction when they read through this parable is something along the lines of, well, I hope that one is not me, or it's I am definitely the last seed that he's talking about, and I feel really bad for all those other seeds, right? I wonder how many of you people are the other seeds, right? Like, that's, that's what we think about in here, and, and I'll tell you why. I'm going to tell you, I'm going to have a little exercise to show, to show you why. Um, everybody got a phone? Let's pull that thing. Let's pull it out. I know, I'm telling you to pull your phone out. That's crazy. Everybody pull your phone out. Android, okay. If you have an Apple, get that thing out. Let's go. All right, everybody got their phones out? Oh my goodness, I'm so sorry. Ruan, what's up? Hey. I'm so glad you're back. Woo! Sorry, I just noticed you were sitting there. Okay, sorry, everybody get your phone out. 
That was very nice. That's why I'm not the preacher. Okay. Um, <laughs> everybody, everybody get your phone out. This is what I want you to do now. I want you to go to your camera. All right, everybody there? Now I want everybody whose camera, when you brought it up, was in selfie mode to raise your hand. No? A couple people raising their hand, a couple people just making a face, right? A lot of us, our phone was automatically in selfie mode. There's an entire mode on your phone to celebrate yourself. Right? Right? Because we live in a my, me, myself, and I culture. And that has led us to many of the issues we have today. And that is in our country, and that is in our churches. So I think it is important when we read this parable to not just focus on which category we fall into. Let's just assume for the sake of this message, you're all the seeds on good soil. That's what we're going to assume. And so if that's the case, instead, we should be focused on those around us that aren't on the good soil. And we can better understand those people through the explanation of this parable that Jesus himself gave. I got the easy parable. Jesus already explained it for us in the Bible, so I appreciate that. <laughs> so if we go forward to Matthew 13, 18 through 19, it says, Now listen to the explanation of the parable about the farmer planting seeds. The seed that fell on the footpath represents those who hear the message about the kingdom and don't understand it. Then the evil one comes and snatches away the seed that was planted in their hearts. So the first one is just people who don't understand. And we can all understand those that don't understand. Because this, this faith thing is something that is very simple and very complicated at the same time. And so, uh, you know, I used to uh, be a student pastor at a, at a different church. And so we dealt with a lot of teenagers, a lot of middle schoolers, a lot of high schoolers. And um, in, those, in those rooms... Uh, you, you have a message and everybody's in here and you ask everybody if they've been saved. You do that quite often. And usually, you know, most, most, most of the kids are going to raise their hand even if they don't really know if they are. Um, but then we had a small group ministry. So after we would do the larger group, then we would break up. We would have a middle school boys, high school boys, middle school girls, high school girls group. And then you would get into there. And so we would often ask the question in that smaller, more intimate setting of, do you believe you are saved? Have you encounter Jesus. And very often the answer from most of those students was yes. yes. So then, because we're in a smaller group setting and we can dig a little deeper, you then ask them, okay, well tell me about it. What was your experience like when you encountered Jesus? And do you know what the number one answer that was given in those situations was? I don't know. I've always gone to church. That's the answer. I, I, don't, I, I don't remember not going to church. My parents have always brought us to church. Well, my wife has an amazing phrase that she likes to say. Um, and that phrase is that going to church doesn't make you a Christian any more than being in a garage makes you a car. <laughs> and so our job in this story, when we are looking at folks who don't understand, because that's what that is. Those teenagers don't understand. 
what encountering Jesus actually is. They think it's just coming to church. And so our job is to walk alongside these folks and help them to understand that a life with Jesus versus a life in church. Because I have seen the evil one come and snatch a teenager or two in my day, and it is heartbreaking. I have seen teenagers despise coming to church because it was something they were made to do for so long. And I have seen teenagers fall asleep in services because they aren't hearing something that speaks to what they are going through. Newsflash. Being a teenager today is very, very, very hard. And, I, and, I, and look, I'm, I'm 26 today. So no, no, just, just dress like it. Um, but look, we don't understand what they are going through. If you are over the age of probably, with how fast it moves now, 20, but I'll say 30, right? You don't understand what they're going through. You, you can't. The ways that they can encounter things that we never could would blow your mind. But I have also seen teenagers brought over to fertile soil and set the world on fire. Because, and I used to tell teenagers this all the time, teenagers will encounter more people in any given day than we could ever imagine encountering. They go to school with hundreds and hundreds of them. And I am not telling them to take this and smack them across the face with it. But I am telling them to go out there and live like they've encountered Jesus, not come to church because they have to. And, And... I'm not actually preaching to teenagers in this exact moment, but I'm preaching to all the rest of us that think that walking alongside these teenagers and helping them understand is just the job for Bo and Kayla and Chad and Holly and Danae and Jonathan who help with our student ministry. It's not. Look around. They're all here right now. And it is our job, as we assumed at the beginning of this message, as folks that are on the good soil, to help anyone, but I am specifically talking about teenagers right here, to help them understand a life with Jesus versus a life at church. It's two different things that work very well together. I don't want to, I'm not trying to, but they're two different things, right? So that's that first seed that we could be helping, that we could be walking alongside and helping them to understand. We all remember not understanding. I don't understand half the time right now. Right? So, but, but we can help other people with that. So the next seed that Jesus explains for us is in uh, verses 20 and 21. It says, The seed on the rocky soil represents those who hear the message and immediately receive it with joy. But since they don't have deep roots, they don't last long. They fall away as soon as they have problems or are persecuted for believing God's word. So this sounds like many of the folks that are actually in our churches today. And and if you pay attention, it almost seems like this is the, the purpose of many of our churches today. We're counting salvations, not establishing believers. And so... <laughs> um, it says these folks don't have deep roots. 
Rooted means to be established deeply and firmly. So who do you know or who have you watched get that joy that comes with encountering Jesus? Only to then watch them slowly stop showing up or slowly stop reaching out or slowly go right back to where they were. Hey, some of that is on us, Christian. Roots take time. And more often than not, we are not able or willing to give someone that time. So when things get tough, it isn't hard for life to push them over. We talk about community all the time. This community that we refer to takes work and is often quite inconvenient. And please know, to be very clear, I said this at the beginning. I am preaching to myself today and you all just get to hear it. Because as far as this part goes, I am hot garbage. I do not do a good job of this. I, I barely have friends because they take so much work. <laughs> huh? Right? And now I'm supposed to also help people understand about Jesus and help them get deeper roots? Yes. Yes, you are. You are. You are not called to come to church. You are helped. You are called to help people understand and establish deep roots and understand what a life with Jesus is about. And it is through community that iron sharpens iron and that we can bear each other's burdens. And it is surely through that community that we can help people establish roots and truly understand what this life is about. The next seed is that seed that falls among the thorns. And that represents those who hear God's word, but all too quickly, the message is crowded out by the worries of this life and the lure of wealth. So no fruit is produced. If we aren't careful, this is not just describing someone we know. This is describing us. And I get it. It says worries and wealth, and those are very distracting. But don't worry, this world offers a number of other distractions, right? An endless number of distractions, and we take the bait more often than not. Some distractions are just worry and wealth, but if that isn't enough, we have every other distraction available in the palm of our hands. We have Snapchat, we have TikTok, we have Facebook, we have Twitter, we have Instagram, we have Netflix, we have Hulu, we have ESPN, we have heyday, shout out to my farmers. We have plenty of things that can distract us right in the palm of our hands, right? Look, let me, I want to tell some of the younger folk a real story about the distractions that are in your hands that just blows my mind because you'll never understand. And that's movies, okay? When I was your age... <laughs> Yeah, I'm old enough to say that now. All right? All right? And me and my friends wanted to go see a movie. I had to get a phone book and find the local number for the movie theater. All right? Then you called that number, and it played a recording of every movie and what time it was playing. Okay? And you just had to listen to the recording 
until your movie came up. And then the buddies you were going with wouldn't shut their mouth, so you missed it. And there was only one way to get it again. Listen to the whole thing. Matter of fact, I think you might have had to call back in because it just cut you off after I went through the recording one time. And, are you ready for this? Sometimes you would call and it was busy. Right? Now, you, you can watch a movie on your phone. And now, you can even get the new ones because they just released them on HBO Max or Disney Plus. They're right there. You don't have to do any of that. The distractions are endless. And distractions are easy to find. Hard to leave. Movies are in your hands. So yes, worries and wealth will distract you. But there is plenty of other things to distract you. And understand this, when the enemy cannot destroy you, his job is to distract you. And producing fruit takes intentionality, and these seeds that lack intentionality, or they lack someone being intentional with them. So who might you know that God is nudging you to bother a little bit? Let's get comfortable bothering people. You know what's easy? Getting distracted. We just talked about that. Do you know what's hard? Saying no to somebody right in your face asking you to go do something. Get a cup of coffee. Do this. Read a book. Give me a call. Whatever it might be. Go play pickleball. Right? I, I, I know it's hard. I do it. I say no all the time. And it's very difficult. We need to be intentional with, these, with the people that fall into this category, whatever it might be. And by doing that, whatever your intentionality is, that intentionality turns to growth, and that growth establishes roots, and those roots produce fruit. That is how this works. And that is what we are called to do. So we are all, not really, but for the sake of this, we're saying we are the seed on good soil. And those are the other three seeds. They don't understand, they don't have deep roots, and they are distracted by the thing of this world. But can I tell you something that I find extremely funny about this parable when I read it, especially being like a business guy or a numbers person? Um, The funny thing that stands out to me about this parable is that this professional farmer just wastes 75% of his seeds. So one out of four hits the right soil, and three out of four, just gone. Just nothing. It's just a waste, right? That's what this is saying. This professional farmer, and I get it. You and I can go to Walmart and buy a pack of seeds for 69 cents or whatever it is, right? (laughs) This fellow could not do that. This is a professional farmer who is failing 75% of the time. Why would he be okay with that? Well, I will tell you why. Because the seed that fell on good soil represents those who truly hear and understand God's word and produce a harvest of 30, 60, and 100 times as much has been planted. You see, the one seed that landed on good soil produces two and those two produce four 
and those four produce eight, and those eight produce 16, and those 16 produce 32, and those 32 produce 64, and those 64 produce 128, and those 128 produce 256. Did it without reading. All of a sudden, when you're at 256, the three seeds that didn't land on the good soil don't sound so bad. Because the one seed that did has a harvest of a hundred times what the other seeds are producing. And so, my question for you is, obviously, we have discussed what the seeds are pretty thoroughly today. But who's the farmer? And your immediate instinct might be to say that it is God. But I would also challenge you to say that maybe the farmer is the church. And we'll be even more specific. Maybe the farmer is Lifehouse Church. So Lifehouse Church is out there just chucking seeds and hoping some land on good soil. That is kind of the only way to spread God's word from a corporate church setting. And whether you, you don't like me calling it a corporate church setting or not, that's what it is, okay? There's only so much that as a church, as a church, we can do. And so our goal is to chuck seeds and hope that one out of four sticks. And then that one produces a harvest. I will, um, let's illustrate it. All right. So, what's our mission here? Can anybody tell me what our mission at Lifehouse is? Okay. Yeah. Everybody kind of said it. Okay. So, our mission here is to show the world they are loved and highly valued. And I think we do great with the love thing. I think we kill it. We kill it, right? We have uh, back to life, right? Chucking seeds, right? All right. Uh, we give away Thanksgiving baskets. That's cool. Um, we have an Easter egg hunt, right? Chucking seeds. We, give, we have giveaways around Christmas. Um, what else do we do? What's else, something awesome that we do? Trunk or treat coming up, right? Chucking seeds, right? That's what we do. We're show- Live groups, right? That's what we do as a church. We show love. And we have to do it in, in this kind of mass way in order for it to be effective. We show love. But, I, but, but here's my question for you. Real quick, who has a seed in their hand? Like, who actually grabbed one of the seeds? No, don't pick one up. Don't pick one up. If you already grabbed one, I want you to stand up for me. Okay. All right. All right. All right. Okay. Um, now what I want you to do is find a seed on the floor around you and pick it up. Great. Now take it to someone sitting down and give it to them. chuck some more on there. I'm going to put this right here. Now, if you have a seed in your hand, stand up. Anybody who has a seed in their hand, stand up. 
Awesome. Find another seat around you and go take it to somebody sitting down. There's a bunch of them right here if you need them. And if you're given a seed, I want everybody to stand up. Yeah, yeah. Every, if you have a seed in your hand, you're standing up. All right. We good? Everybody, everybody back? Everybody, everybody back and standing if you have a seed. All right. Great. Everybody up, back up this way really quick. If you have a seed in your hand, find one on the ground and give it to somebody that is sitting down. So now is everybody standing up? Do you see how quickly those seeds spread when we started giving what we had to other people and bringing them over to good soil? Now, that person that you gave that seed to, when I was just chucking seeds of love, that sounds weird, I'm so sorry. <laughs> 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 Let me tell you, let me tell you, I thought long. <laughs> let me tell you, no, no. You're not there, coming back from that. There, was, <laughs> there were so many different things in my preparation for this message that I said and went, nope, can't say that. And somehow, I still did. All right, so. As I threw the sunflower seeds everywhere, that was an illustration of the way Lifehouse can love large groups of people. And some of those are going to land, right? But that's just loving people. What makes them feel value is when you take that and you go and give it to them. Because not everyone's going to get it in this setting. And so then you go to them and you say, here, take that home, plant it, water it, let me know how it's going next week. Okay. How's it going? I have two. You have two, but you didn't really see anything, it's only been a week. No. Okay. <laughs> okay. So, water it again, okay. this week, okay. you're going to water it, right? I am. Okay, and then we'll check next week. See anything yet? I don't have a green thumb. No? Did you maybe forget to water it this week? Maybe. That's okay. I forget to water it sometimes too. How about I'll come over, we'll check the seed out, and I'll help you water it this week. Awesome. Awesome. <laughs> Did you see something start to come up this week? Yeah. That's awesome. That's a little bit of growth. Let's make sure we water it this week. And I actually have this other stuff that you can put in there that's like plant food. It's delicious. It's fantastic. It's going to grow big. Awesome. So try this as well. 
We'll chat next week. Right? And you keep doing that. And by the way, right? That was inconvenient. That took work. That took effort. That took me understanding what that person is going through and understanding that maybe they will forget. Maybe they don't understand. It takes time for those roots to build. And as it gets bigger and gets bigger and gets bigger, guess what? Then you got to change the pot it's in. It takes being intentional, but you can see how quickly once people who had the seed from good soil start taking those seeds and giving them to other people, that that can spread. And that, that is how we spread the gospel of Jesus. It takes taking what we get from the love Lifehouse has and we go to our friends, our neighbors, our coworkers, our family that don't understand, that haven't established roots deep enough to hold up to life's troubles, or just allow the distractions of this world to keep them from their true purpose and identity. And we show them that they are valued, they are important, they are beneficial, they matter. And a life with Jesus is a life worth living. And I promise you, you want to see the church explode and people come to Jesus, that's how it's done not by attending church every Sunday and then not doing anything with it until the next week. Matthew 9.37 says, the harvest is great, but the workers are few. That's so weird because I see a lot of churches around here with hundreds, some of them thousands of people every week. So how are the workers few if that is the case? It's because so few of us are willing to help people on different soil and show people on different soil that they have value. Instead, we stand over here on our good soil and wonder what's wrong with those people. It's time to get to work. It's time to take the love that you experience here at Lifehouse and in your relationship with Jesus and help those that don't understand, that are going through tough times or are too distracted to notice they're not on good soil. Y'all pray with me. Father, we thank you this morning for the ability to come here and feel the love of your presence and understand that that does not mean our job is done. That does not, like, our job as believers is not to go to church. Thank goodness we can. Thank God we can come to church. I love it. I love the people here. I love the worship. I, I love what I just how I feel when I leave just charged up and ready. But how many of us are wasting that once we get out of here? We have work to do. This world is distracted and broken and beating itself up. And instead of us going and chest preaching, sorry, on Facebook. We should go out and look at these people who just don't understand. They don't have the roots in their relationship with you or they're too distracted by what's going on to know that they are not living the life that you had planned for them and that a life with Jesus is the only life worth living. And so I, I'm not, I don't generally do these kinds of things, but I, I want to do this. If you are here today and you have just never even experienced that joy, 
the joy that comes with encountering Jesus and the love of his people and him. And you want that today. During this song, come down here. I'll pray with you. Pastor Drew will pray with you. Bo will pray with you. Peyton will pray with you. Whoever. You have to get that before you can get any of the other things that we talked about today. And so, I know it seems weird, but it's very simple, right? Look, look at me. When I'm hungry, I walk to the fridge. A lot. Right? Same thing. We are all hungry for something. If you look out there, I know we are because that's why we allow some of the things in this world to do what they do to us. Because we're hungry for something and we choose to replace it with that. And I am telling you, you have fridge rights here at LifeHouse. So during this song, this is open and we will pray with you.